Before we get into today's game scoop, let's take a moment for a shout out to our sponsor, Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create an awesome website, connect with your audience, and sell anything all in one place, all on your terms. With Squarespace, you can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream. You design your products, and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. You can sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Use insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on top keywords or most popular products. Ready to get started? Head over to squarespace.com gamescoop for a free trial. And when it's showtime, use our special promo code gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Greg Miller. Arthur Geese is here. I am not excited enough for this. <laughs> you got to get up. Gamescoop Friday. That's kind of that's kind of your MO thing. Go to eat some Ouch. food. Oh, all right. Colin, sleep. Colin Moriarty is here. Too. Yes, beyond. Am I allowed to say that here? Scoop. I was okay. going to say, is this your first appearance on Gamescoop? Yep, it is. It is. Wow, you've been here a long time. Well, it, you haven't been in, uh, in the editorial side for very long. No, no, no. You're uh, guides for probably 30 years. Yes, thir- about 30 years, guides. yes. <laughs> Now we have you uh, over on the game side thing. Very yes. happy to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Of course, of course. Lots of stuff to talk about this week. Let's start with uh, the 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 six point duo, oh, as, I, as I like calling them. The six six is like, I think. <laughs> really? Yeah. You called it the six point duo? Two reviews we Thought just put up yesterday. Before. Arthur and I put up. Arthur did two worlds two. I did Bionic Commando Rearmed two. They're both sequels. They both got six points. These games have so much in, in common. I feel like one of those is more of a surprise than the other. Uh, yeah. So the first two worlds didn't get you know a fantastic score. Score. It was something like a seven. Uh, I think it got IGN. a better score than most sites here at IGN actually. Yeah. Well, but then Bionic Commander Rearm got like a nine point four. Everybody loved Bionic Commander for a long time. That was the uh, highest rated XBLA game until uh, like Shadow Complex came along. Uh, but no, Bionic Commander Rearm 2 is not very good. I will talk about that in a moment. But first, Arthur, tell us why Two Worlds 2 is not so great. Uh, I think last week I was talking about it with some friends, and the <clears throat> the expression I coined was... Coined a, you it, coined an expression. Playing it is a lot like trying to kick yourself in the nuts backwards. 
<laughs> well, deep. But that also makes me think: Why would you want to kick yourself in the nuts in the first place? Is that a good question to ask about two worlds? I, I do think that it is. An why would you want to play this game in the first place? I think that there are, there are reasons to play it. Uh, it does awesome stuff with loot. Like every piece of garbage that you get is still worth something because you can break it down and use it to upgrade your other stuff. Mm. Spells are made with cards uh, in amulets, and like you can layer spell effects on top of each other. Like you take a fire card and you take a projectile card. And then you can do another card that is like lightning. So whenever the fireball hits something, lightning blows out. You following this? Oh Greg? my god! <laughs> so so then, I'm so happy they put magic in this. Then, <laughs> fuck Jesus! No, but I'm not done. So then you, you want can, to fuck Jesus? You can make it so that uh, lightning chains out in anywhere that that lightning hits. Say skeletons spawn. Uh, or giant spiders. This game sounds like it's for like nerds. That. It is for nerds, but <laughs> I mean, it fulfills like this sort of niche that games like Oblivion Divinity Two mm. like sort of scratch at, and we haven't had anything like that in a while. We've it's got just, Dragon Age Two coming up. We do have Dragon Age Two coming are up. There, is, are there cards in that? Do I mean, am I playing a card game? <laughs> there could be. It could be like a gift you give don't, to somebody. Don't listen, Bioware. <laughs> do not do that. I like card games. I, I just think that there are things to like about it. But yeah. other stuff is just so clunky or so poorly designed that it's a very niche game. Mm. That's I think the why pro- it got an okay. It got a nine four originally, like you said. And I think no, <laughs> it did not. not. No, not this one. The first one. Sorry, the original. No, got, no. it did not. What did you get? Binding Commander Rearm. Rearm got a nine. Uh, we're I'm, talking I'm, about two worlds right now. Uh, I think right, your you hat's a, too tight. You thought there were card games and magic and Binding no, Commander. No, everybody Rearm. shut the fuck up. Right, I got a little confused. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't even finished my first cup of coffee this morning. God, first? Yeah, it's already. It's like eleven ish right now. I've been working. I'm three. Three cups of coffee deep. That's how you do it, huh? Yeah. You guys must pee all day when you're drinking that much coffee. I have a catheter. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it runs into the trash bag. No, it's good. It's, it's just, actually oh. just a straw from McDonald's that runs into it's the trash, trash bag. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, that's personal. So, yeah, I mean, there, <laughs> there are things to like about Two Worlds, too. Unfortunately, there are more things that hate you than <laughs> they hate to you. like in Two Worlds. How long did it take you? Uh, so the in-game timer said 14 hours. Yeah. The Arthur timer said something about around 35. Damn, dude. Yeah. I wonder when it stops counting. On, uh, when it doesn't count when you're stuff. in a menu and you will spend a lot of time in menus. Mm-hmm. It doesn't count when it kills you and it will spend a lot of time killing you. Oh, well, that's fair. How does the Arthur timer work during sex? Is that Does that end up being a lot longer than the actual real sex time also? <laughs> no, I think it always feels shorter. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of inverted Time flies way. when you're disappointing someone. He's a wordsmith, this Arthur. So he's, he's great. Arthur's a great addition. Do you, he's, do you put your things on the on the ground when you're done? Like when? Yeah, but I, I pick them up. No, no, afterwards. I know, but that's a good idea. And, oh. and, and, as to... I, I just had I instinctively went to pick up your piece of paper, <laughs> not realizing that you were, had already discarded it. Okay. Sorry. D- Damon, <laughs> Damon takes his hosting abilities from Dennis Miller. <laughs> he that kind of weekend update. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> he's a pin. Anyway, Binding Commander Rearm 2. Not a bad game, but not um, not the masterpiece that the uh, the first Binding Commander Rearm is. Which it, the, the original got a 7. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what a 6 is in our rubric? Not a masterpiece. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Definitely not a masterpiece. So uh, the whole thing with Binding Commando is that you, you, can, you could never jump in the game you know, back, from back in the day. Back Which is what everybody said held it back. Yeah, that's what they were saying. I really wish I could jump. No, he's got his bionic arm, his claw uses the swing around, but you can't jump. And that uh, provided for a lot of creative uh, swinging, uh, you know, sort of playgrounds to move around him. But now he can jump. So after like 25 years, a guy finally learns how to jump. You think that would be a pretty revolutionary well, you gotta, change? You got to crawl before you can walk. Dude. Yeah. But no, it doesn't. It's not. It's not a revolution at all. It just it's just there. In point of fact, you don't ever need to jump. 
that's the thing. You can play the whole game without jumping, and you'll get an achievement or a trophy if you do. Really? And if you beat it, it unlocks... <laughs> well, I got Colin's attention now. <laughs> <laughs> if you beat it, it unlocks a mode that lets you disable jumping. So but since you don't first. have to jump anyway, it just makes me wonder, why is it even there? It's not like that's they got like, really creative with it. It's I like, sort of feel like that should be aimed at the game itself. What do you mean aimed at the game? Why is, why it, is it even there? <laughs> well, I mean, I would love... I loved... I loved Bionic Commando, I loved Rearmed. If they had made made another great game, that would have been cool with me, but it's just kind of there. Did you like the the, the retail console version? I didn't even play that because I heard it was so bad. I I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it? I did. I could never get now, swinging down. So spoilers, so I've, I'd always fall and be like, God, sense. and they're like, no, you just so yeah, the bottom of your idiosyncratic. I was very interested in that game being a, a big Mike Patton fan. Right. Uh, so since I didn't play it, how does he do in the game? It is well. Yeah. Uh, I wish he would do more voice acting. If he was in Portal, just for a second, I mean, one given what he has to work with, I think he does well. <laughs> I haven't heard about him doing any more voice acting stuff, but um... no, I mean, in the darkness, I mean, he was the darkness. Yeah, he just did his crazy voice. Yeah. Now, spoilers. Spoiler alert. Buying a Commando retail uh, 3D game. Spoiler alert. Okay. His arm is his like dead wife, yeah, right? So yeah. It, the AI is powered by his wife. Yeah. That as soon as I heard that, I was like, "What? That's silly. That's so crazy." Come on. Uh, Stories are supposed to take you places, Damon. The girl, with the, the girl with the bionic legs has her husband, I guess, or something like that. What? There. Yeah. How uh, the essence of them? How? Uh, yeah. The, it, it basically it requires taking a person's brain and turning it into a computer to run a bionic appendage. It's like it's like Brainiac. He comes down and he'll take people and he'll digitize them. I admire your ability base. to turn it into a Superman okay. conversation. Well, DC in general. I, I, <laughs> if you now, God forbid. I mean, Dame is just such a DC fan. I knew by say, making a Brainiac reference, digitizing, he would get it. Greg, God forbid, we were both in a car wreck. Yeah. If you didn't make it, and I say I lost an arm, I would want you to Thank be you. my arm. All right, that's what I want to hear. But I want—I don't want to be a robot. I just want like my flesh re- <laughs> rearranged in a way. Like your, I want, but I want it to be like your head. Okay. Like not your arm. My, you, my mouth is your yeah. hand. Like you just grasp with my mouth. I feel like we went into awful dead space territory now. All of a sudden. Yeah, uh, so yeah, you can jump in by a commander rearm too. Uh, but aside from that, just the level design isn't exciting at all. Like, and bosses are boring. Yeah, there's like there's only three bosses. The the middle one is pretty cool, but the other two are reused multiple times. Does have many more serial jokes? Yeah. Ooh, so there you go. Rearmed. Wasn't there? Was I don't know if it was in Bionic Commander Rearmed or the Bionic Commander remake. But wasn't there something? I could be making this up. But wasn't there something with like a Brit, like a British woman who like was married to someone, a royal person over there who want, was going to do the voice acting in the game, and she, but she wanted to be like the main, like she wanted the game to revolve around Rad Spencer's wife or something like that. Do you guys not remember any, any anything about this? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Does anyone have a? Uh, no, we're I, in the, we're no, in the black yeah. hole. Yeah, uh, okay. PSP. Yeah, no, <laughs> I vaguely remember something like that. I gotta. Yeah, there's something. Some, everybody Google. I don't even know what to put into Google to answer that question. Diana Commando <laughs> British it was wife revolve. It, it, was, <laughs> it was something about like I don't know. Maybe it was a different game, but something about how like they wanted this famous woman in Britain to do the voice acting, I guess, of the wife, but she didn't want to do it unless the wife was somehow. The main character of the game, or something like that, so she didn't do it. This was a story a while ago. I'm typing Bionic Commando voice acting wife famous into Google. Yeah, see if, yeah, see if that brings you anything. Let me Google anyway, story for you. Colin. Sorry, I, I just thought it was like... Arthur, you're a Battlefield fan. I am a Battlefield fan. So, Battlefield 3. 
Uh, Coming I this fall. I think it could be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wonder how PC players feel about it, because, like, the imagery, like, all we have is, like, a Game Informer cover, and I think they released a teaser. Yeah. Uh, With, that doesn't show any gameplay. Right. Which is... Shows tanks. Totally yeah. annoying for different reasons. Tanks. Um So the, the imagery of it on the Game Informer cover is a lot like Bad Company 2. Like, it's the same sort of style. It's, mm-hmm. like, the blue with, like, the fire in the guy's armpit, because that's Bad Company, I guess. Uh, is fire are you fiery armpits? It's weird. It's like this orange, like flame kind of thing going on. Uh, oh, I can see. What he's you're doing. doing like the walk. He's right, walking. He's doing the the bad company two walk. And PC players are kind of annoyed by bad company two because it's like the consolification of Battlefield. Hmm. So I'm wondering what Battlefield three is going to be like in that regard. Well, the the PC version is going to have 64 player multiplayer. Right. Why why the PC version only? Because the console versions just can't handle that. Really, Mac yeah. can handle that. Mag Although, is not, a not that people play Mag, than but... Battlefield, uh, just in the way that it handles players and sort of separates yeah, like sections. Yeah, it, it kind of instances, just like Resistance kind of instances in two and one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be awesome. I like me some Battlefield. I hope there's destruction. There, there's probably going to be some destruction. Yeah, it's using Spoilers. the next generation version of their Bad Company 2 engine. Um, Frostbite 2 engine, yeah? Yes. Uh, so Battlefield 3 could very well be going up against Modern Warfare 3. Yes. Well. Battle of Threes. The Traces. Mm-hmm. So one of them will be awesome and the other will sell more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like that's we, we talk about how many games there are coming out this year. But like probably the biggest game of the year hasn't even been announced yet, right? I mean if 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 history continues the way it has Mega been. Man eleven. Yes, Mega Man eleven. Yeah. No, right? Like if the I next one so two billion on day one, yeah. <laughs> Everyone will buy it. Mm. Are you finding anything on that phone about this? No, nothing. Nothing at all. Just a Good lot job, of Good job, Colin. Thanks for this wild news, Chase. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> Good addition to GameScoop. I'm, Greg. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Greg, Greg, please take Arthur's phone from him. No, he, well, he was doing it for I GameScoop. Was he was the, doing it for Googles. Uh, we're going to sound like my girlfriend. We should see... Uh, uh, I couldn't make a joke about us having sex. In yeah. They, well, not here anyway. <laughs> um, we should see Battlefield 3 at uh, GDC next month. I do think Ooh. it'll perform well on PS3 from what I've heard about the engine. They're switching to a kind of engine that works better on the PS3 than the engine from the last one. So yeah. there, you, there you go, Greg. Good. I tried to play multiplayer. It crashed every time. Hmm. Really? That's upsetting. Yep. That's, Gonna get past the load screen. That's unfortunate, because Bad Company 2 is the best multiplayer shooter last year. This week we heard about a new Kinect game from Twi- Twisted Pixel, developers of The Maw, Ma. Explosion Man, and Comic Jumper. Uh and the forthcoming Misplosion Man also. So Twisted Pixel is working on a Kinect game called Gunstringer, or The Gunstringer. Uh-huh. It's a uh, western starring a skeleton cowboy. He's a puppet, and you control it uh, marionette style, basically. So we don't have a lot of details about the game so far, but it appears they're, they're like, they, they describe it as a uh, cross between a platformer and a shooter. What's the matter? I enjoyed the movie when it was called Durango. The Rango? No, Durango. That dumb Johnny Depp movie. No, it's called Rango. You mean the movie? Whatever, I don't care. You don't even know what you're talking about. Dumb, terrible movie. I'm not going to see it. that hasn't come out yet? Yeah. Okay. All right, everybody just shut up. (laughs) Jeez. Directed by Gore Verbinski. Oh, my God. Did you not? Did you not? What's that? Gunstringer? Yes, Gunstringer. Does it also have (laughs) Hunter S. Thompson in it? Yeah, that's true. Um, Anyway, uh, looks like there's on-rail shooting sections. Uh, So they say you're you're controlling this puppet with your hands. I don't know. I guess maybe for the shooting sections, are you going to be pointing oh, at the screen no. with your, your, your think, hand like a gun? I would think you'd use maybe your left hand, like with the the marionette controls, right? To 
up and down them and stuff, and then yeah. your other hand can be the gun. Yeah. I think it's really fantastic how well doing marionette motions translates to radio. Uh, okay, oh, yeah, you know yeah. what? We're all doing marionette motions right now. Uh, the thing about that is that Connect games so far can't uh, read your fingers, right? They just kind of read your block hand. They can't read your entire body and read fingers. Hmm. Because there's too many points of articulation. Okay. Well, they say that you can play the game sitting down, so maybe it's, that's why. You're, yeah. It's not reading your entire body. It's just looking for your fingers. I mean, that's for Steel Battalion's sake, I hope that it, they figure out a way to do the finger thing. Yeah, yeah you'd be like pounding on the screen. <laughs> the giant button. buttons. Yeah. I don't want to lift my leg to eject. I think that sounds really... I was reading about that. I think it sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, did, just did you watch you watch the uh, the announcement trailer? No, I didn't. I just read your piece on it or whatever. It just it sounds more innovative than a lot of the things they're doing on on. The well, Twisted Mi- Pixel makes you know really fun games. <laughs> so far, all their games have been downloadable, but they won't say whether or not Gunstringer is downloadable or retail yet. Would also have awful checkpoints and mind-numbingly difficult sections. Which one are you talking about? Are you talking about uh, Explosion Man? Or? Pixel ah! game has kind of had that. Wait, what, what was, why were the checkpoints awful in in, in Explosion, in Explosion Man? Man? When you had to do super twitch sections over and over again, if you died like right past that section. Yeah, yeah. But then if you died enough times, they'd put the uh, ballerina tutu right. on you and let you, <laughs> let you cool. pass through. Yeah, <laughs> so they have the the punk bitch pass the yeah. level option. That's great. You can do that too. Uh, no release date for. Gunstringer yet, but uh, we'll be keeping an eye out. Good. Anyone, did you pay attention to this Class 3, Arthur, uh, coming to Xbox Live? This, You should be interested in this, Greg. I'm totally in. Let's hear. This is an open, open world zombie, oh, zombie game. survival game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, Playable over no. Xbox Live. What? Yeah. Uh, it sounds like they say, um, who's this developer? Undead Labs. Mm-hmm. Which is appropriate. It says it's going to look and control like games that people are very familiar with okay. on consoles. I don't it's know like if that Mario? means it's going to yeah, be like a Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be like a third person sort of like like GTA. I understand that you stuff. suck in zombies and you take on their powers. <clears throat> yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> no, so as a, as a description of uh, what uh, gameplay possibilities, Greg. Yes. See, I think you're going to like this. If you see a bunch of survivors held up in a building, do you go in and save them? Do you then accept their gratitude and send them on their way, or bring them into your shelter? This is the sort of uh, uh, problems yeah. you have to deal with. In, in my my, my my fear here, right, is that I'm some. It's online, right? I'm playing with other people. Yeah, um, right. that's what so, it sounds like. It says uh, you, you, you as you play, you're continually expanding your survivor group. So it sounds like you're meeting up with other players. I mean, yeah, but how? Uh, is, are there going to be checks where they can't kill me? They can't waste my supplies. Like, cause you, I, I'd like to think it'd be other people, but I could very well see myself being the dick. <laughs> I'm, move, I'm all leveled up or something. I, I move also, in organizations. I hang out for an hour and then I just loot and kill everyone. Like, I don't want to. It's. I could also see you being the dick. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like when you played Mag and you were killing everyone on your yeah. own team. Last night I was uh, floating with <laughs> really? people in DC Universe. I saw that with that with the text. Yeah. The conversation yeah. you posted on Twitter yeah. was pretty good. Food is required to stay alive in Class 3. Class 3 is not a good name, by the way. No, hopefully, that's, hopefully that's just a, a code name. Or code name yeah. it sounds, sounds pretty like ambitious. A, a bejeweled clone. That <laughs> name. Class 3? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Sort of like a match 3 sort of thing. Anyway. I, thought, I, I, thought I think that sounds into. neat. Yeah. yeah. I thought you'd be into it. Uh, do you see how many, how many copies Donkey Kong Country Returns sold? Yeah, an unbelievable a lot. 4 million? Yeah. That's amazing. Four point two million. Four point two million. I yeah. can't believe that. Yeah. So Nintendo released their their best top ten best selling games of of last year, two thousand ten. Donkey Kong Country did very well. Four point two million, but it's not even towards the top of the list. Wii Sports 
was number one, of course, because that is packed in with the Wii. Mm. Almost 13 million it's copies. It's disingenuous counting that as a sale. I know. Yeah, it is. But that also, that also tells us, I guess, they sold 13 million Wiis last year. I think they sold 7.2 million Wiis or something like that. So where did the ex- the other It doesn't come bundled five in million. Japan. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. Gotcha. Um, anyway, then Wii Sports Resort is at 10 million. But then you get a big drop off when you get to the actual, like, when outside of the super casual motion games. Because the next one is New Super Mario Bros. Wii, which is at 7 million. So there's like a 3 million copy gap between that and Wii Sports Resort. Wow, gotcha. And that game came out in 2009. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. It's true. And yeah, it's still better than Mario Galaxy 2. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's disappointing. In a way. I, I mean, it's I just like, like both the, games, but. The name Super Mario Bros. is a more recognizable brand than. Mario Galaxy. Right. I'm and I think surprised. it's more inclusive for multiplayer. What did you say, Arthur? I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah. New Super Mario Bros. Wii is a side-scrolling throwback game to a bunch of people that take their Wii out like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> we, See, I wish that, like, okay, so we did, the marionettes need it, were needed for, uh, we needed a video podcast, but Arthur's face right there is perfect. <laughs> 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 I love Arthur. We've Drink uh, your coffee. T- we Party was above Donkey Kong Returns. We Party came out in in the fall, and we all discounted it. It's just a you know mini game collection. But where's We Music? Is that on there? No. <laughs> we Music sold better than almost every console exclusive on 360 or PS3. I just remember how embarrassing it was. I'd yeah, that was the worst E3 demo of all time. Look at that again. Well, I should have said it was just it was all. Really bad. Was it all like uh, like free music too? Like you know, music that was old yeah, enough. Yeah, or, yeah. It was like Happy Birthday. It, it was all like Happy it's... Birthday. Yeah. Was that one of them? It is. It's like oh, ro- royalty free music. Just, yeah. That's so bad. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, <laughs> Metroid Other M did not make the top ten. Shocking. Is that shocking? Oh, it's too no, bad. It's not shocking at all. That game was not good. That game not had. Good. Yeah, I, I we gave it a good score. We gave it a great score. I think. I didn't play it, but I know that just reading in the community, some people really liked it, and some people really hated it. But then it had that game breaking, that game breaking bug, and it brought up so many emotions. <laughs> I loved the. Remember the fix that they had for that bug, by the way, Metroid, which was instead of they can't release firmware or whatever, so they were like, you can send us your oh. the save on an SD card, and we'll fix it for you, and then send it back. <laughs> I was like, oh my we God. live in the future. <laughs> That's pretty. Uh, this week, IGN, uh, we put up this pretty cool. Uh, Feature on uh, it's the ESRB um, mm, flowchart. Flowchart showing how the ESB, ESRB rates games. Maybe one of the more uh, controversial parts of the, of the of the process is that the ESRB generally doesn't play the games before they rate them. I thought that was well known, though. Like, hasn't... Uh, yeah, I think for a lot I mean, of people that yeah, you don't catch that. But uh, we yeah, do it. They the way, just look at this box art generally, right? They look at the box art. That no, the developers uh, cut together footage that's supposed to be the most uh, graphic or right. pro- profound uh, footage of the game. They send that footage to ESRB, and the ESRB watches it, and then comes up with a rating, basically. Mm-hmm. So the ESRB actually responded to us, uh, explaining why um, they don't play the games. And play, I think I think, me, Damon. I think the reasons actually make a lot of sense. So we've got a representative from the ESRB, Elliot. How do you think uh, pronounces his last name there, Greg? Uh, Elliot Mizoraki. I was here to say some stuff. <laughs> Mizoraki. <to you>. Mizoraki. <laughs> uh, so games are when they when they're submitting this footage, uh, they're still being developed, so they're not finalized yet. They could be really buggy. That could be really hard for them to play through the game. Uh-huh. That, that's also makes, that, sense. That makes sense, right? They assign over a thousand ratings each year. Uh, you know, games. Some mini games take over fifty hours to play through. Like it's just probably just impossible for them to play every game. Uh, and then also, if the Raiders were just playing through the game, making their own choices, it wouldn't guarantee that they would see all this mm. explicit mm. content anyway. So here, ideally, they're 
just seeing you know, getting right to the explicit content. And there's actually fines in place. Like you know, developers sign a contract, you know, agreeing to pay a fine if they don't disclose the most uh, explicit right. content. So if it goes to retail and then turns out there's a hot coffee sort of uh, bug in there. You know? Yeah, they must have got slammed with a fine yeah. for that, right? Oh, yeah, they, they, they will pay fine. a big fine, up to a million dollars. And they may have to like pull everything off shelves, remanufacture it, which would be very expensive for publishers as well. So hmm. I thought that made a lot of sense. Yeah. So last week, or we put up this uh, Dead Space 2 podcast. Yeah, we did. All Dead Space, all the time. Spoilers. Talks about it. Yeah, Steve was here. Papa Tupupitis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that guy. Anyway, we're giving away... Um, remind us what we're giving away. Uh, you're getting I just want to... Astro Gaming. Ast- yeah, Astro Gaming gave, yeah. gave a whole bunch of stuff to give away. So you're getting the Astro Gaming A30s headset hmm. with the microphone attachment. Then you're getting a wireless mix amp so you can sit as far away from your TV as you want and have it come through and surround sound with hmm. your headphones. And then they were also giving away the PS3... Uh, chat pad, chat inf- integration. If you want to use it on your PS3, like Xbox has one cable that goes in the mix amp, but PS3 there's a little USB you have to put into the, the yeah. mix amp receiver. Can I enter this contest? <laughs> no, you are too late. <laughs> we have a winner here already. Do we have this this unit yet? Or, or, no, no, we're giving they... them the information. Okay, they, they're going to send it. They have the custom scoop tags and everything ready to ship once right. we give the winner. So we have the winner right here, Austin Mueller. Hello. Of Collegeville. This is Austin. Collegeville, Pennsylvania. Collegeville, I think. I like that. Uh, Sounds made up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It does sound like a town in a sitcom, like yeah. uh, set in college, right? Like We're an animated sitcom. <laughs> we live in Collegeville. Like uh, Saved by the Bell of the College Years. Maybe they're yeah, they, they would be in Collegeville. Anyway, Austin, congratulations. Uh, we'll get your, you've got your address here. We'll get that over to Astro Gaming. What's the matter? <laughs> Kelly Kapowski's from Poundtown. <laughs> <laughs> she was hot. Yeah. Is hot. She was. Tiffany Amber. Or Tiffany, Tiffany Amber. Now. I think oh, they dropped the Amber part. Oh, okay. Tiffany Amber. Remember when, woman. remember when she was on 90210 and she like, yeah. uh, she was like the really bad girl? She moved yes. in with... Uh, she walked around the lingerie that one, like her first... smoked. Yes. Oh, my God. It was a complete departure from Kelly Kapowski. Oh, that's that's when I knew she was going to go far. That this woman <laughs> had a range. It was like when you look at like colors and you're like, man, look at blue. <laughs> look at purple. Oh, my God. She the range. range. It, it, it's just so weird because some people from that show do things still, and I would just sit some back and collect my check. Like, well, like, you know, uh, Mario Lopez hosts a extra, bunch of stuff. Extra. And, yeah, yeah extra. He does the Animal Planet stuff, stuff. And then it's like, I would just sit and collect my check. You know, Dustin Diamond Dustin just Diamond sitting does there. not do much. He, no, just, no. he tried to. Well, he was on, wasn't he on? Um, He's been on everything. No, well, he was on uh, one of those Fat VH1 club, shows. Club, yeah, Fit yeah, Club, Fit yeah, Club. Yeah, and he was like a total douche nozzle yeah. on that. It was like, like it was, it really, and he lives in like a house in Wisconsin, like just a normal yeah, house, which is fine, but like. But I think he had to like hold a fundraiser to save his house yeah. at one point. He was, he was broke. So He had a sex tape too. Lisa Turtle. I wrote a, Where's Lisa one, Turtle? One of my best writings at uh, IGN, I think my first year I was here, I wrote a new story about somebody tried to steal Dustin Diamond's PSP. Yeah. And uh, he, he like got it back. He like had a scuffle <laughs> at a hotel room. And then he had this great quote. It was like, you don't mess with the D-Man. It was, it was awesome. Oh you, you took that saying. No, I hear you yeah, say that quite often. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Belding? That's what I want to know. Belding's show. He came to my school for some reason, but I never. I didn't go to see <laughs> him. Am I the guy. principal here? <laughs> 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 Is it a bathrobe? Uh, Colin, we were talking about Explosion Man yeah. earlier, and today you're reviewing Explosion Man for PSN, yes? Yeah, it's called the Explodemon. It's from a different studio. <laughs> yeah. Curve Studios. It's actually pretty different, right? Yeah, it's different. I mean, it's different, I, or it's different enough to it's not like, be a, a clone. It's yeah. Mega Man. Yeah, it's like it's it's I it's funny because when they came to show me the game, uh, I guess it was this summer. They were telling like the developers like I hate Mega Man. And I'm like, what? what? I'm like, this looks like Mega so Man this X. This game is made but, by people with bad taste. But uh, well, yeah, I, I can't I can't imagine hating Mega Man personally. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a cool game. I kind of feel bad for the developer just because there's a long, like, sordid story about this game, and obviously they 
they um if you read about it that their games actually was in development longer than explosion man but they kind of it was supposed to be on WiiWare, then it was supposed to be on xbla then it was coming to like psp then like so it just got knocked around a lot and um so it's like a, an exploding man game, just like Explosion Man was, I guess. Yeah. Um, but from the videos I've seen and stuff, because I don't have any, I haven't spent any time with Explosion Man or whatever. Um, it, they seem like different kinds of games with kind of different sensibilities. Um, and I like this game because it's more about speed running and collecting object items and stuff and going back through stages to find mm-hmm. things and stuff, seeing how fast you can get through. Um, and I like it. I like it a lot. But uh, you just beat it like just now before we, we got came to watch in. the final cutscene. You ruined the game for me. Yeah. Sorry. Record. No problem. Um, so do you know uh, what score you're gonna give it? Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight. There you go. Um, you, think, you think it's great? Yeah, I think it's a great game. I I, I don't think it's for everybody. Uh, I think that if you have old school sensibilities, like maybe you or I, um, or you, you want like a pretty difficult game, the the, the difficulty uh, arcs pretty pretty high in the, mm. at the end of the game, um, or you like just speed running and stuff like that, which I do with Mega Man games. Uh, Mega Man Nine and Ten were really fun to speed run. Um, I think people that are into that kind of stuff are gonna like the game. But I think if you're like more new school or you you don't, you don't have two D, you don't like two D platformers and stuff like that, obviously this game's not gonna be mm-hmm. for you. So that review's going up today. Yep. Comes out on Tuesday. On Tuesday, yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, this week I'm giving away my Extra Life t-shirts. Oh. Uh, remember that we did the Extra Life charity gaming marathon in October? Yep. Uh, raised a bunch of money. I think everyone here uh, participated, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It was great. Anyway, as, as for being participants, they sent us these Extra Life t-shirts, which are actually pretty cool. The artwork on it is really cool. It's got... Uh, uh, who's got, it's got... Kratos. Kratos, this is Zangief. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. From Street Fighter. And Rex, it looks like. Yeah, Rex from Mass Effect. And who's this? Uh, playing drums. It's somebody, a band. Somebody said uh, uh, Gears of War. It's a video game with band. The, with that Dom, does look like right? Marcus. It's got Dom. Oh, okay, it could is be Marcus. Marcus. Because yeah. look at the do Oh, you're right. Yeah, the do rag and the little scruff on his feet. Yeah, so it's sort of like cool cartoon characters. Because they're playing on an SDTV, though. Come on, guys. Yeah, Get it together. Are they playing rock band? They're well, yeah. One of those Rex kind of has games. a uh, guitar controller. So. But they're all going into one hub. That looks to play on expert with two fingers. Anyway, unfortunately, the, they sent me a large, and I wear a medium. So uh, I will give this away to one of you lucky listeners. Just um, write into gamescoop at ign.com, put extra life in the subject line, uh, include your email or uh, your address, and it'll uh, expedite the process. And I'll pick a winner at random next week. Sounds good. Let's check in with those listeners, Greg. Hey, listeners. Remember, listeners, you can always reach us at Gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Alexander did. Okay. Is that okay with you? Yeah. I got, don't forget, we have to make a call for art here in a little bit. Uh, we'll I have see, a scenario to present. Do I know what you're talking yes. about? Yes. Once we get going, once the wheels are in motion, you'll know. All right. So after Alexander, can we do the call for it? Alexander says, uh, hello, Damon, Greg, and the rest of Gamescoop. First of all, I'd like to say that while I haven't been listening for too long, started about six months ago, I love the podcast. Whenever I open my iTunes to see a new podcast, it brightens up my day. So thank you all. Now I've got a question. The question is for Greg. That's me. I know he's a massive DC fan. Totally. Recently, goats. recently the two Blur trailers for DC Universe cool. Online has kindled an interest in comics for me, specifically the one and only Dark Knight. Oh, okay. I'm a little confused as to where to start. The sheer number of comics is a little daunting for a beginner, so any advice would be greatly appreciated. There's plenty of good graphic What novels. was Rich just saying yesterday was the best co- uh, d- Batman book? Oh, he's talking about single issues. He's talking about on, on the market at the moment. Oh, okay. So that that would be hard to jump into. But okay. I, buying them in contained books is usually pretty easy. Uh, Long Halloween's excellent. Hush. Long Halloween. Hush is awesome. Hush is fantastic. Um, year One. Batman Year One, everybody likes. Uh, Dark Knight Returns. Dark yeah, I was going to say, is yeah, it, yeah. It's, I, I loved Dark Knight Returns back in the day. That's still cool to still recommend. Still awesome. Yeah. yeah, you get to see him beat the crap out of Superman. Yeah. yeah. If you want a good book uh, that's 
got Batman influences too. The Joker one that they just put out recently was really good. The what? Brian Azalero or whatever one. Azarello. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? Joker. It's just oh. Joker. It's got a really creepy grin on the cover. It's it looks the, uh, really disgusting. The writer from A Hundred Bullets, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. What's your call for art? Oh, okay. So we went on this cocoa retreat over the weekend, everybody. And while we were enjoying a few margaritas, we came up with uh, a personal hell in that we wanted this to be illustrated by someone oh, yes. here. Okay. So basically what's happened is – here's the backstory to the art we need. And you can you, – you know, you, you let your creative juices roll on this one, ladies and gentlemen. There's a chef and he comes up <laughs> with the best hamburger you could possibly eat. It's just – it's like he nails the recipe in the bun and what needs to be out there and everything. It's, he takes a bite and he realizes this is the greatest hamburger on earth. I'm going to be famous for it. But he makes the mistake of telling a computer <laughs> – so the computer becomes sentient, sentient. Sorry, and then comes and decides, you know, this. I'm not going to let this secret out. And he tethers the chef to a brick wall. <laughs> so the computer. I, so I think you're skipping that the, the hammer is a roll. Oh, no, off no, 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 we're, we're not there yet. Okay, I'm, I'm, that's the okay. So the, the, you know, the chef is shackled to the wall, right? But it is standing, but attached to the wall. And the computer makes a conveyor belt that makes his hamburger over and over again. And the chef has to watch them come down the conveyor belt and fall on the floor. <laughs> so his greatest creation is being wasted in front of him. No, he knows no one will ever be able to eat it. And there it is. Jim Riley suggested they come down an escalator instead of a conveyor belt. <laughs> if you want to go with that tangent, you're welcome to. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, true story. Jim Riley did not eat dinner uh, during our uh, our, our yeah. cocoa uh, that's not, that's meal because we were at. Uh, he brings pickiness to a whole new level, man. He yeah. really does. God bless him, but he. He wouldn't eat breakfast. He wouldn't eat eggs. He wouldn't. I gave him a piece of the sausage patty we had the first day. You know, he wouldn't eat eggs. a sausage patty. He ate it and he was like, "This is disgusting." I'm like, "What <laughs> is a sausage <laughs> patty?" In the interest of full disclosure, the sausage sausage patties were nothing to write home about. No, they weren't. But it's a sausage. But, it's a you know, sausage at patty. At that point, it's a I free think that, buffet sausage yeah. patty. Like, whatever. Exactly, a buffet free. Sausage patty, I think, it would entice Jim Riley. That yeah. seems like something that would bring him to the table. Yeah, I think that was better food than we've gotten at it. maybe some E3s and stuff even. I don't oh, think yeah. it was like the worst food we've ever had. No, and it's it free, and you eat it, and you, yeah, and you're thankful fine. to have free food. Yeah. <laughs> he also didn't bring any clothes. He didn't change no, any, he any didn't. clothes. he didn't bring any clothes. It was an overnight trip, and he just he only wore one outfit the entire time. <laughs> well, he was expecting it a shirt the next day. He didn't wear it, though. Yeah, he didn't once he got on. it. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> This is Phil. He says, uh, I invented a word, podcastinate. Listening, which the definition is listening to podcasts as a means of putting off doing something productive. Oh, okay. Mm. That is a portmanteau. says, I'm sure I'm not the only GameScoop listener guilty of podcastinating. Thank you for sharing that one with us, Phil. This is uh, Matt Jones. Matt Jones? Overlord of the GameScoop superfans, Matt Jones writes in. Uh, he's been gone a long time. But he's back. Does he explain where he's been? I don't think Did so. his home planet he wants, to, he wants to keep some mystery okay. behind his is going on. He says, something I wondered. I usually stop buying games around mid-November because I wait for them to be given as Christmas presents. Then the holiday break comes, uh, becomes almost nothing but playing video games. What Was that something that you all did in the past but now don't because you work at IGM? Or did you not receive video games as Christmas presents very often so you just bought what you wanted? Anyway, that's what he's asking me. Yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, that's what I did when I was on the, when on, on the outside. You couldn't afford everything at once. What know? about now, though? Oh, now, now we're usually getting them in the office, right? Before as go, you're reviewing stuff that you're really excited for. And it seems like by the time but I do off- now I spend the break playing the stuff that I didn't have time to play, uh, you know, because I was reviewing my own stuff mm-hmm. during the fall. Yeah. yeah. So like I started playing Fallout New Vegas over the break, and I'm still playing it now. I didn't play Limbo until the break. Mm. I was caught up on those. I, mm-hmm. I played Dead Space, two. 
Yeah, I did that yeah, as well. Little Big yeah. Planet too. It's your review. Yeah, I I uh, I go through phases where I, like I play, 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 play at home, and then I like it just so happened when we had that time off in December and, and early mm-hmm. January, I, I was like reading and watching movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like I kind of feel disappointed about it now because like I wasted some prime time and and there's so many games reading. <laughs> what a waste! Such a of time. waste. <laughs> Not getting you any trophies, I'll tell you that. No, I'm I'm really stagnant in the trophy hunt right now. I'm feeling pretty confident that I will stay in front of you this entire year. I don't know, Greg. I don't want to talk about it. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, do you remember that a, a year ago, right now, we were going through the trophy horror war and we were all miserable and hated life? Yeah, and, and I kind of was talking about reviving it, but no one wants to do it. No, nobody wants to do it. <laughs> nobody wants trophy to progress though soiled by accusations of. Improper no, conduct. In the end, wasn't it, Greg? No, <laughs> the trophy horror war was not. That was a war. I, you know, in a, on a battlefield, you have to do what you have to do. But then later on, months after the trophy horror war, I suggested maybe cheating and dead rising using a debug. We menu. signed. We signed an armistice. Though. There, there was an agreement drafted so that I would not be able to cheat. <laughs> what, were there anymore. were there trials? <laughs> Colin would have if he could have. Colin would have hung. We had a whole. We had a, a, probably ninety minutes on podcast beyond about just about that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Matt has another question. Doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> another question here: Is there one gameplay feature that automatically makes you love or hate a game? Uh, we just talked about this. So for hate, I I hate really insane multiplayer trophies or achievements. Even you know what I mean? Something where I I feel like I have to put. I don't like multiplayer games most of the time, right? Especially yeah. competitive multiplayer. I'm just not that guy. So when you get a game and you want to be a completionist about it, and then all of a sudden it's like Assassin's Creed and you Brotherhood. you actually have to be completionist about it. Yeah. <laughs> hate that. But I mean, no. But like, that's like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, right? Like right. I will gladly go around and collect all the flags and do all that, blah, blah, blah. But then there's the get, it, get to level 50 in multiplayer. Like, I don't even like – no, I don't like multiplayer. I don't want to do that. Fucking people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wacky. I, I don't like – get off, Arthur. I don't like games that just – you don't like the multiplayer trophies, but I don't like games that include multiplayer where maybe it's not needed. Oh, yeah. You know, like I always use the example, a recent example is Vanquish, which in a, was a splendid third-person single-player shooter, but didn't have multiplayer. And I'm glad that they didn't try to force it in. It just worked the way it was or whatever. So it's still my greatest year with Infamous 2, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if a game has the feature of being on the Wii, I generally really it doesn't. <laughs> Anything, Arthur? Uh, I I don't like multiplayer trophies often. Uh, like Bad Company Two, I thought did them well, and anything with Call of Duty in the title typically pushes me away from playing multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for Matt Jones, his, his love scenario is if you have good and evil decision making in a game. He generally yeah, loves cool. that, like Fallout or Kodor. And his hate is uh, escort missions. Oh, really hates escort, those. yeah. That's fair. Remember Metal Gear Two? <clears throat> you're walking Emma around, right? That's your name, solid two? Yeah, Metal Gear Solid okay. Two. Raiden and the girl with the glasses. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right on that? Anybody? <laughs> I don't remember her name. Me? Oh no. I don't like this path I've gone down. I'm sorry, that was on a PlayStation console, which apparently I hate, so I'm not I never to said talk that. about it. No, other people. Oh, okay. That. Who says that? Is the it, internet. Is it Miggs? Is he saying that to you? Well, speaking here's here's uh this is a question yes. from PS Master. Okay. Oh uh, no. So he's probably the one that's saying it. It could be. Says I'm quite a young gamer at only 15 years old. And yet a master. However, I know that I hold the same amount of enthusiasm, knowledge, and sometimes skill in gaming that other older gamers have. I just don't have the experience. Now, I may not hold the memories of going to the arcade and playing something like Star Fox. 
Yes. Oh, All oh, video game history is meant condensed into one sandwich. Oh, is that, no. Isn't that amazing? I, I love it. Oh, I may not have ever played this N64 that's, with the that little is, coin up. I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I don't mean to make fun of it, but no, that's no, too no. much. I that's that's too awesome. awesome. Star Fox is Super Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> That was... Uh, go on. <laughs> but I've played the original Mario games, and I know how amazing they are. My first console was a PlayStation 1. I've played video games ever since that console. My question is, when it comes to gaming, does age matter? Does the lack of experience instantly mark someone as less of a gamer? Do you think that much much younger gamers have a lower valued opinion, or does it not matter at all? Yes. Yeah. Really? I, I, you think that... I think that their opinion is is taken less into account in the greater conversation sure because mm. <clears throat> context i think is important in a lot of regards exactly i think so too i think a gamer can like uh, like he's saying he plays and he's trying to like catch up and and put those things into context and so i don't think it's necessarily age as much as it's experience but if you're younger you're more liable to not have that experience you know because yeah surprisingly more sure that you know exactly what you're talking about yeah, it's like I, I just I don't think that they shouldn't be playing games. I'm glad that they enjoy what they enjoy, and that's awesome. But yeah. uh, I still think you need to. It's like if you get a movie, or, you know, you trust Ebert or someone because you you feel like he's he's seen the movies in the past, and you know, like, but you wouldn't trust me for movies because like what you know, I've only seen what I've seen in the '80s and '90s up till today. Um, but I think it's important that you have some context. You've played, you know, at least some 2600, and you've played your NES, and you've played, you know, some games and some Star Fox, some Star Fox in the arcade, for instance. <laughs> uh, but I don't think he's a less of a gamer. I just think that he 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 only has the context that he's he's built up in his it's, 15 years. It, it's something I've started to realize recently. How many of our readers didn't play the games that we played when we were kids, you know, and don't have that same sort of like Colin and I are also work- that they need to get off our lawn. <laughs> yeah, I know. Colin and I are working on this awesome feature, top twenty-five NES soundtracks. It's going to be really cool. But yeah. then, but then I think like, wow, like how how much of our audience is actually going to appreciate that? Yeah. Well, I think that I think that some people, uh, you know, obviously people our age are, are going to enjoy it. Some people that are younger. Um, I think what I think is cool is that it seems like a lot of young gamers. It's important for them to go back and at least read about or see or even watch a video on YouTube of some of these old games. Because he said he was 15 and his PlayStation was his first console. PlayStation PlayStation's older than he is, so he must have you know he must have gone and because PlayStation came out in 95, 94 in Japan. So mm. um, 15. So ninety six as a infant. <laughs> yeah. as a, as a, <laughs> Welcome to the world. But I'm in PlayStation. But I'm saying he's already he's already done taken a step into understanding something that might not have been around when he was of of it was gaming age. Because I was, was born in eighty four. That's after uh, that's after the crash and everything. So, uh, but I went back and played Atari and stuff like that just to get some context, and I think that's important. This is Jonathan. Uh, he says I got quite a few games over the holiday break to play through, and my backlog is up to about six games now. I was just wondering, how does the Scoop crew choose which order to play through their gaming backlog? Do you go by how recent the games are, the length of time it will take you to beat them, or something else entirely? Uh, once in a while, length of time, but it's usually what I'm most excited to play. Yeah, my, my scientific method is to look at my stack of games and just figure out what I want to play right now. Yeah, yeah same here. I, I, I know that there are games on this this ridiculous backlog that I have that I'll just never play because it's just yeah. because games just you know a game like Fallout comes out it jumps to the top a game like Mass Effect 2 comes out it jumps to the top um, Killzone obviously is going to jump to the top stuff like that so um, it, it's kind of disappointing though because I was telling Greg like I, I have like almost probably almost 80 PSN games on my on my system or whatever but I'm, I'm not even going to play some of these games because I yeah. buy them because they're discounted or something and then it's like <laughs> and it's like it's like shit I'll never I'll never yeah. get around to this game it's, it's disappointing it's exactly it's next to my TV I have a stack of games like Borderlands and uh uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Just Cause 2, all games that I've started that I would love to get to someday, but I, I 
don't know that I ever will. Not enough hours in the day, for sure. It's true. Arthur? I own like 90 Xbox 360 games, and I don't know how many Xbox Live Arcade games, <laughs> so I have a... And you've beaten them all. No, I've beaten most of them, actually. Uh, I, I think that length occasionally is the thing to look for, like just yeah. to, as a way to get into things and sort of blow through stuff. But There's that feel, right, of like, man, I just want to play this kind of game, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I might not want to go in and jump into something with a really deep story. I just want to jump into a PSN game and do something simple. Definitely oh, more Pac-Man. Also just something that might have value to the com- whatever conversation is happening on gaming at work or yeah, like yeah. with my circle of friends. Yeah, that's, that's right. I, I honestly, it would, it would destroy our industry and our jobs, but I just wish there was like a year with no new games so we can catch up on all the old, <laughs> all the old games that, awesome, that came actually. out. Just because like, I, I probably wouldn't even be able to, if I played every day, I probably still wouldn't be able to catch up on all the games that I want to play. You know? Sure. So that would be nice, but that's not going to happen. <clears throat> You're kind of the PlayStation Plus expert. Yeah. Here. Well, well, Greg too, I, I'd say. No? This is Ryan Krosky. I think he's got a question you can okay. help him out with. He okay. says, I just became a PlayStation Plus member. Mm-hmm. If I download the free game trials, mm. later purchase the full game, am I going to have to start over? No, or will I, I be able to continue where I left off? I th- wasn't that the idea? Was that you can? Oh, well, I don't know, PlayStation Plus expert. Why well, don't you answer the question? Well, because I wow, think Greg's really sorry about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think the idea was, weren't you downloading the whole game, but it was like time locked? So then, if you buy the voucher or whatever, then it just the game's already on your system. That part I'm not sure. If you play it and you end up buying it, yeah, you get your saves carry over. Yeah, because that was where the, that was the big deal. Is that if you earn a trophy, for instance, you'll actually get that trophy if you buy the game or, or whatever. By the way, PlayStation Plus on Tuesday stacking will be free. For free, that's huge. That's that's awesome. That's really big. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm very excited Until about you stacking. Stop paying for it. <sighs> well, and then you lose the game. Yeah, yeah then well, yeah, yeah, then you can't play it. That's the mark. That's what You're I call d- the mark. You keep Ryan anything argument. you bought off the discount, but yeah, anything you got yeah. completely for free, yeah, you don't have access to anymore. But if you're still they're... trying to play stacking three months from now, yeah, what the hell is the problem? It's <laughs> 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 like two hours long, like costume quest, <laughs> which is great. I which is great. How they're working that out with Double Fine and THQ. Yeah, I put in the email. Well, they made a point of saying. It's free on day one, and I'm not. The way they phrased it, I wasn't sure if it's, hey everybody, the first day this is out, it's free. You know, it's, it's free, or free if it's to... hey, the first day it's out, it's free for that day. I, oh. I'm looking for yeah, an I, answer from THQ. I, I think not it's. I yet. honestly think it's probably because frankly, we know that they're not going to update the like they'd have to update the PlayStation Store. Probably take you know eight years to do, just like it usually does, <laughs> and they. Uh, I think it would probably be that free game for that two weeks. I mean, that's kind yeah, of my that, I mean, they do the monthly stuff. I, I think it's going to have a little bit of time on what it. What happens when it's the next month? Like, do those previous games go they, poof? They come off the store. They come, if you already downloaded them, you have them. But if you, okay. if they were on the store, they get recycled and something else comes up. They, they warn you that, hey. stacking, like, you get to play it for free for a day and then after that? Oh, that, no, wouldn't, no, that if, wouldn't be how. Oh, that, you, you mean if... No, if you download stacking for free when it's like whatever period it's free right. and you have it on your system already and your PlayStation Plus account is active, then it's free forever. So you can just play it as long as you're in New Year, Year thing. It's very confusing. It no, is. it isn't. It's <laughs> oh, 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 confusing. You just expressed confusion. Well, I, no, at the way you phrased your question. No, you, before that, <laughs> when you fault. were talking about the <laughs> It's a user error. Yeah. <laughs> no, when you were talking about the way they phrased their press release, like you're like, maybe this means... Oh, that was just a PlayStation blog post. You're right. Yeah. True. That part. That part. I thought you meant... The so, free game thing. In language, have a subscription. Keep the free games. Greg's There's confused about being confused. Moving in, on. In language <laughs> that you might understand, Greg Miller, suck it. <laughs> Anybody here uh, ever care about Kingdom Hearts? No. Not at all. Nope. All right, sorry, we're not answering your question. Sorry, Austin Lynn, but that kind of does answer your question. Was that the question? Does anyone care about <laughs> Kingdom Hearts? Uh, this is Eric Petralia. says, hey guys, I'm asking all of your opinions on how you like San Francisco and the surrounding area. 
I will be a senior in high school next year, most likely be going to, to college in the Bay Area for computer animation. After college, I would like to work in the area because some of my favorite companies are there. My parents, though, always say that I would hate living in the area. What is it really like there? Why would you hate it? What are your parents saying? Yeah, no, he doesn't tell us what? why, but... No, that doesn't help me. What is the Bay Area like? Does he say where he's from? Um, no, he doesn't. He says, uh... Oh, he moves to uh, Reno. He lives in Reno. It might be a little bit of culture shock moving to San Francisco <laughs> from Reno. San Francisco is cool. It's not the favorite place I've ever lived in, but uh, the Bay. I think the Bay Area is beautiful. Yeah. And San Francisco is really beautiful from a distance. <laughs> when you exactly. kind of get down into it, it's kind of it can be kind of dirty. Yeah. It all depends on where you are, too. Yeah, I mean, there's really nice areas. But I the, think our area is nice enough. Like yeah. where we work now and stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I think the sunset's filthy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no problem. No, it's hey, not, heads it's not up. Enjoy that filthy muni ride every day. Uh, yeah, I do enjoy it. It is. Pro tip, avoid the tenderloin. Yeah. yeah. You would never. I've lived in the tenderloin, and I can tell you. Really? Yeah. Six months. Wow. That was your sense. tour of duty in the tenderloin? Yeah. Yes. Just when in I, general, a few things to keep in mind. It's it's super expensive. It is. Like, really expensive. I'm from New York. It is more expensive. And you can't make rent money <laughs> by playing slot machines. <laughs> no, <laughs> not like you can in Reno. Uh, but the thing that uh, stands out to me is just that it's expensive. But I do. Uh, there's a lot of things to appreciate about San Francisco. It's, awesome. super, yes, di- it's super diverse. It's uh, a really fun city. Yeah, it's fun. There's a lot of things to do. I, I think um, I like the diversity and the fact that everyone's kind of friendly and it's a live and let live city, which I think is really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, the, the roads are in like complete disrepair. That's the, true. The city is the city does not run well. Yeah, the city doesn't the run well. Public transportation is awful. Yeah, Muni sucks. The buses suck. Uh, the city is frankly filthy in a lot of places. Yeah. And Bart is awesome. Yeah, Bart's nice. I when I lived in Daly City, Bart was cool. Except uh, the, the cars are dirty. But just be prepared for what you're getting into, man. It's it's, it's not cheap. It's hey, like really let's, expensive. Let's make all the seats fabric. Nothing bad will happen there. All right, good idea. <laughs> it's been described as Disneyland for rich people. And there are, in fact, fi- uh, 50,000 multimillionaires living in San are Francisco. Really? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it's Isn't there some great. Other if you're a multimillionaire, Eric, uh, I think it's a really good like place to live. Like the population doubles during the day, but once six o'clock rolls around, it like mm. it cuts in half. I don't know. That'd be interesting. I li- yeah, I mean, I, I live right downtown in the those, those financial of us center. Assholes that live in the <laughs> East Bay that work yeah. in the city. Yeah, when I go to Greg's on like a weekend, it's like it's like a ghost town. It's, yeah. it's actually Which pretty is cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it's like that's one of my favorite parts of where I live, man. Just being able to walk around and walk along the water and not have it be mobbed. It's like dead nation. Everything is closed. But. Noah's Bagels is open. Maybe my favorite, maybe my favorite thing about the city though is that we have an amazing food culture here, yes. here in San Francisco and in the East Bay. Also, like you have to work hard to find bad food here. Uh, great, Jim great, Riley does it every day. I know. You have All to, McDonald's is everywhere. Yeah. Great, great beers too. Like it's a really, really big drinking town. Yeah, so. microbreweries, a lot of microbreweries, and I will say you don't have the one food item you don't have to look hard to find uh, is pizza because the pizza here is garbage. But, uh, well, there's good pizza places. The, there's, there's a pizza place in the, in the, in the uh, Mission. There's a place that I went to. Pie. Little Star. Little Star is on the Mission. Yeah. Is there another place in the Mission? Then? Pie. There's pie. pie, and then there's Pauline's. These are all in the These are all like good New York style pizzas? Or no. Chicago style? Yeah. Some Chicago are, style pizza. Little well, you guys Star. are from the Midwest. And Zachary's is another one that's pretty good. Mm, I've been there. I'll tell you, stay away from the extreme pizza. Can we all just agree oh, on Jesus. that? Let's yeah. just stay away all from right. that. Let's not, let's not go yeah. crazy here. <laughs> um, there's also an amazing uh, cocktail culture here. Uh, places like Rick House. Like, you can actually go and they, they know how to make a Floridora. You don't have to pull up the uh, <laughs> the recipe on your iPhone and show the bartender how to make it. They can make you an amazing Floridora. So, can you guys explain? I don't know anything, but I see it. Some people even tweet at me about Floridor, but I don't know what the, I don't know what this is. Can you can you it's explain? It's the official it beverage of IGM. And you, so you guys made the, it up. The, abri- no, no, the abbreviated no. story, Greg. The abbreviated story is once I was yelling at Craig Harris and I got too caught up in my own joke and I screamed Floridor at him, but I didn't really say Floridora. But then the next week, Geta said Floridor. It was just, and it was screamed as an assertion of dominance. Yeah, 
And so then, ever since then, people have been saying Floridora as a way to you know, pwn somebody. Okay. And but then somebody eventually found that it used to be a cocktail recipe. It is. It in. just already was oh, a classic cocktail. Awesome. Yeah. So we sought it out. We made it one day. And we're like, oh, this is great. Cool. What's in it? Gin, uh, frambrose, frambrose, and ginger lime ale. Lime juice. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. That sounds kind of nice. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy yeah. it. Nice. Okay. It's, it's great. Cool. So there you go, Eric. Make up your own mind whether or not San Francisco you sounds like it's right. Come with food. a wallet full of money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just be careful not to lose it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't go where Nick Cohen goes. <laughs> this is Scott Perkins. Uh, the subject to his email is "Am I weird?" Ah, uh, probably. Yeah, probably with you. you. If you have to wonder, podcast. <laughs> where, what other types of podcasts are there? Are there that not that don't come from the internet? NPR, I guess. I um, he says I was talking to a fellow gamer at work today. She laughed at me for huh? what I thought was a normal habit. Whenever I get a new game, the first thing I do after I open it. Is open the manual and oh, no. smell it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sick. That's what I do too. Yes, you are weird. <laughs> Something about a fresh video game just makes me happy. Do any of you do this? I enjoy the smell of a video game when I open it, but I don't seek out the manual sniff right. it. I know Colin does. I know Jim does. Yeah, like when I get a new game, I, I do, I've been doing it since I was little. It's just like there's something about. I guess it's the ink smell. It's probably actually really okay. bad for you. <laughs> but yeah, that is not the first thing Jim does. Jim takes the disc off the spindle to see what kind of. Case yeah, to it see is. if it's a, like a recyclable or yeah. eco-friendly. But when, uh, I, but when I, I'll tell you this, whenever I get a game, Jim is like, can I? See the, can I see it? Yeah, and then, I see the and then he'll take it out. And, you know, I'm like, all right, well, at least I'm, maybe I'm weird, but, but Jim is also weird. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't we'll do this. The most disappointing manual in recent months was Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Which was, <laughs> it was just one page. It was one page one? folded in half. Folded over <laughs> yeah, that was pretty amazing. I miss good instruction manuals. I never really smelled the manuals, but... Two has a long instruction manual. Yeah. When I was a kid, I always read the instruction manual oh, from yeah. front to back before I started playing the Did game. Did you ever take them with you to school? Oh, yeah, all the time. Sure, sometimes. That was the best part. The best was, uh, so on Christmas Day, we'd go over to my grandparents in Kansas on Christmas morning, and that same day, we would then drive to Arkansas to see my other grandparents. So at my first grandparents, I would get... Oh, the Midwest where states are small enough to do this. So I would get video games at my first grandparents, and then on the car ride, I would read the instruction manuals all, all the way to my next grandparents, and then set up my Nintendo there and play the That's games. cool. That's yeah, really cool. good. Yeah, I, I remember sitting in, like, uh, even when it, you, we'd go to, like, Toys R Us or something when I was a kid, get an NES game or an SNES game, and you sit in the back seat open up the box and yeah sit there and read it and then uh yeah like like Arthur said bringing them to school too like I remember doing that with like Wild Arms and I'm PlayStation games Tales of Destiny and stuff like that super stoked to get home from school to start playing those games those were the days oh yeah now games don't even have no. worthwhile instruction <laughs> manuals anymore uh we've arrived arrived at our final email okay. of this week super fan Brent Ghosh writes in uh to say he just got two new puppies ah he shared a picture of him here uh, this is two puppies here. Aww. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, like golden Retrievers, yes? Yeah, that's what they look like. They look like yeah. uh, check this out. The darker of the two is Hatfield. <laughs> the lighter is Miller. Aww. This is that's what nice. he's named his puppies. Here's the kicker, though. The Hatfield is a girl. Yeah, it is. <laughs> gonna get banged. <laughs> Are you, do you think you're gonna bang me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Wait, do you the dog? <laughs> pretty... What are the implications of that? Uh, yeah, Brent, I hope you're gonna breed. It's me and Damon's relationship. Yeah, it's probably true. <sighs> Uh, the, your your puppies are very cute, and Brent, and we're honored to be uh, uh, the namesakes. Are you following me on Twitter? You should be. Not only can you keep up with the games I'm gaming and the music I'm making, but I like to give away codes for games from time to time when I have them. So hit me up, Damon Hatfield, on Twitter. Uh, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Anything to add, Greg Miller, before we leave? We're going to go no. we're, we're gonna be at PAX East. Yes, we're going to PAX East. Yeah. So hopefully all you listeners uh, have your... Your tickets or badges or whatever for PAX yeah. East. Our, our panel is, I think, 3.30 on Sunday. So. Yeah, look for that. Uh, definitely plan to be there. We'll have a meet and greet also. So. That should be yeah. right after you get over your hangover. Yeah, I know. I think that's in the afternoon. That's good. Yeah. Plenty of time. Yeah. So 
hopefully we'll see all, all of you there. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you, Colin. Thank you for having me. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Mm-mm. Not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?